Good day, world. Good day, world. This is Pastor Arthur L. Weathersby of Sound the Alarm Ministries coming to you all the way from uh, Wilmington, Delaware in these United States of America. We greet you in the precious and matchless name of my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, for he alone is worthy of such honor, praise, and glory. I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praises shall continually be in my mouth. My soul will make its boast in the Lord. I am so thoroughly glad. I pray that as you're listening to me right now, that you're in the midst of a great day in the Lord. Amen. Uh, if he woke you up this morning or in it, yeah, he woke you up. Amen. I know that you're in a great day because it's a mighty, mighty good thing to give thanks unto the Lord because he woke us up this morning and got us started on our way. That's right. We can't do anything without him. We can't wake up on our own. I know you know you I know you think that that alarm clock woke you up. I know you think that uh, somebody may have if you're married, your spouse may have touched you and woke you up. But let me tell you, sir, and let me tell you, ma'am, that that's not so. If God doesn't say our waking moments will continue forth, then they will not. Amen, amen, amen. So I, I thank God for those of you that have been following and listening to my podcast. Amen. I'm sort of an infant in this area. Amen. Starting out. And but but you know what? I'm expecting great things because the Bible tells me Jesus Christ, when he was talking to his disciples and he was preparing them for his departure, he told them that greater works shall you do than what he was doing. And, and all he was saying was that they're not going to be greater than him. They were going to have occasion to go places and, and do and do ministry that he himself was not able to do during his time on this earth. And we know that in this year, in the year of the, our Lord, 2021, we have all kinds of ways and means and and, and mediums to uh, spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. Right now on podcasts, I'm doing just that. And I'm sitting in the comfort of my own home. But this this podcast will go to people all over the the world. That's greater works. Amen. So I'll tell you what, let us go into um, reading of the scripture and we're going to go into a word of prayer and we're going to get into what thus saith the Lord. Is that all right? Amen. I want to take you to the epistle of James uh, found in the fourth chapter, the epistle of James. Now, James, we're talking about not the apostle that was one of the 12 that Jesus originally chose as a disciple, but we're talking about the half brother of, of Jesus Christ. When I say half-brother, they had the same mother, but they didn't have the same father. And somebody's probably saying in the, in the, in, in the spirit, that, but wait a minute, pastor, wasn't Joseph? The, ah, you got to realize that Jesus' father was not of this earth. Ah, uh, yeah, you know how the story goes. <laughs> Mary was a virgin, and she was impregnated because the power of God was, up, was upon her, the Holy Ghost. Amen, which was hovered over her like he hovered over the vast wasteland of the earth in Genesis, the first chapter. And the angel Gabriel spoke that she was going to be pregnant and she got in. She got pregnant. It became pregnant, y'all. And it was supernatural and not natural. So uh, he's the half brother of Jesus. So we're in James, the fourth chapter, and I'm going to be reading from what is known as the 
Amplified Bible, amen, as is my want. And I will start at that first verse. And oh yeah, all scripture that I read would come from that very same Amplified Bible. And this is how it reads. Verse, verse number one, what leads to the unending quarrels and conflicts among you? Do they not come from your hedonistic desires that wage war in your bodily members, fighting for control over you? Mm -hmm. Verse two, you are jealous and covet what others have and your lust goes unfulfilled. So you murder. You are envious and cannot obtain the object of your envy. So you fight and battle. You do not have because you do not ask it. Ask it of God. Verse three, you ask God for something and do not receive it because you ask with wrong motives out of selfishness or with an unrighteous agenda. So that when you get what you want, you may spend it on your hedonistic desires. Verse number four, you adulterous, you adulteresses, disloyal sinners, flirting with the world and breaking your vow to God. Do you not know that being the world's friend, that is loving the things of the world is being God's enemy? So whoever chooses to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Verse five, or do you think, do or do you think that the scripture says to no purpose that the human spirit which he has made to dwell in us lusts with envy? Verse six, but he gives us more and more grace through the power of the Holy Spirit to defy sin and live an obedient life that reflects both our faith and our gratitude for our salvation. Therefore, it says, God is opposed to the proud and haughty, but continually gives the gift of grace to the humble who, who turn away from self-righteousness. Verse 7, so submit to the authority of God, resist the devil, stand firm against him, and he will flee from you. Uh, come, Verse 8, come close to God with a contrite heart, and he will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your unfaithful hearts, you double-minded people. Verse 9, be miserable and grieve and weep over your sin. Let your foolish laughter be turned to mourning and your reckless joy to gloom. Verse 10, humble yourself with an attitude of repentance and insignificance in the presence of the Lord, and he will exalt you. He will lift you up. He will give you purpose. Third, 11, Believers, do not speak against or slander one another. He who speaks self-righteously mm -hmm, against the brother or judges his brother hypocritically speaks against the law and judges the law. If you judge the law, you are not uh -huh, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge of it. Verse 12, there is only one lawgiver and judge, the one who is able to save and to destroy the one uh, and to destroy the one God who has the absolute power of life and death. But who are you, hypocritically or self-righteous, to pass, uh, who are you to, hypocritically or self-righteously, there we go, pass judgment on your neighbor, verse 13. Come now and pay attention to this. You who say today or tomorrow, we will go to such and such a city and spend a year before I'm sorry, spend a year there and carry on our business and make a profit. Verse 14, yet you do not know the least thing about what may happen in your life tomorrow. What is secure in your life? You are merely a vapor, like a puff of smoke or a wisp of steam from a cooking pot. 
that is visible for a little while and then vanishes into thin air. Verse 15. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and we will do this or that. Verse 16. But as it is, you boast vainly in your pretension and arrogance. All such boasting is evil. Verse 17 concludes, So any person who knows what is right to do, but does not do it, to him it is sin. I've read the entire chapter of the epistle uh, of James, amen, in the fourth chapter. And may the Lord, the word of the Lord is already blessed. May he continue to bless the hearing, reading, doing of his holy blessed word. For the Bible lets us know that we must be a doer of this word and not just a hearer. Gracious and eternal Father, at this hour I humbly come before you, God, to say thank you. Father, I thank you for yet another day that you've allowed me to be amongst the land of the living. God, I thank you for my waking moments continue forth into this brand new day with new mercies that were already into my account before. I open up my eyes at the onset of the day to allow me to come forth and to do and, and, and to glorify and honor your holy and righteous name. Now, Father, before I, Arthur, go any further, I'd be greatly remiss if I did not say I need you to forgive me for anything that I may have done by thought, word, or deed from the last moment I spoke to you up until now. It wasn't pleasing within your sight. I need your forgiveness. Now, God, I need you to open up all hearts, minds, and understanding to those that are listening to this podcast. Uh, Father God, I pray that they incline their ear to hear what the spirit of the living God has to say to each one of them. And while they're being so inclined, I pray that, that once again, that they become a doer of this word and not only a hearer. Now, God, I know who I am. I'm a bond servant of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, been predestined, predetermined, and foreordained name before the foundation of the world to declare the oracles of God. But I know that I, Arthur, I must decrease. You, on the other hand, you are the great I am, the creator of all things, Lord of lords, King of kings, Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end, even the author and the finish of our faith. You need to increase. That's why I'm extremely mindful to say I want the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart to be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer, in the precious and matchless name of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, I pray with thanksgiving in my heart. Amen, amen, amen. And for a subject, y'all, we're going to go by what the Holy Spirit gave me here. Uh, warning, stay away from this. Warning, stay away from this. Amen, amen, amen. You know that when we... Uh, um, go to the doctor and, and the doctor prescribes for us medication that they believe will assist us with our health, uh, a health concern. And you go to the pharmacist and they fill that prescription. If you read that prescription bottle and then re read the information that they provide concerning the prescription, you may see a sign that says warning. And what is that warning does? It's trying to alert us that there's something that we need to know that that uh, uh, that we need to refrain from so that the, the, the prescribed medication will do what it's supposed to do. Uh-huh. Well, I want you to understand by way of the Holy Spirit that God wants to have uh, 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 is sending forth a warning and he sent forth his warning 
in his word. Amen. And that's why we are in the epistle of James in this fourth chapter, because God wants us to stay away from some things. Amen. As we go embark into a life that's going to be pleasing in his sight. That means becoming a believer in Christ. For those of you who are not, and don't worry, we're going to, we're going to usher you in here at before, before I'm done. And then for those that are believers in Christ, Amen. God does not want to put you out there without you not knowing how you need to be conducting yourselves in order to be in his will. So we're here we are in James, the fourth chapter. And that first verse says, what leads to the unending quarrels and conflicts among you? Do they not come from your hedonistic desires that wage war and your bodily members fighting for control over you? Now, I'm speaking to the believers in Christ to get you to understand something here. If you're engaged in the body of if you're in the body of Christ and you find yourself engaged in quarrels and disputes with one another, you need to know what the origin of that is from. Uh, yeah, yeah, because it's not coming from the Lord. It is coming from within. And how do I know that to be so? Well, let us go into the book, the, the epistle of the church at Rome, which is known as Romans, if you will. And I want you to pay attention in that seventh chapter, starting at that 14th verse, what was recorded here, uh-huh, as, as the Spirit of God led him, the Apostle Paul had, an, had something that he wanted and need for us to know about what was going on with him. Uh, Romans 7, 14 says, we know that the law is spiritual, but I'm a creature of the flesh, worldly, self-reliant, carnal, and unspiritual sold into slavery to sin and serving under its control. That's right, y'all. That, that was the nature of man. That's the nature of mankind. Amen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Verse 15 says, For I do not understand my own actions. I am baffled and bewildered by them. I do not practice what I want to do, but I'm doing the very thing I hate and yielding to my human nature, my worldliness, my sinful capacity. Let's go back to James 4.1. What leads to the unending quarrels and conflicts among you? Do, do they not come from your hedonistic desires that wage in your bodily members fighting for control over you? Romans 7, 15. For I do not understand my own actions and baffled and bewildered by them. I do not practice what I want to do, but I'm doing the very thing I hate and yielding to my human nature, my worldliness, my sinful capacity. You see, within the nature of man, the Bible says there's no good thing that dwells in the flesh of man. Why? Because sin is there and, and, and sin is not good. And Oh, my God. Yeah. Verse 16. Now, watch this. If I habitually do what I do not want to do, that means I agree with the law, confessing that it is good, morally excellent. Now, here's that's important for you to understand about sin, because when you engage in sin, if you are, if you operate as a sinner, then you don't do sin every now and then. You habitually do that thing. It's a habit. Lord God Almighty. Mm -mm -mm. Verse 17. So now, if that is the case, then it is no longer, watch this, I who do it, the disobedient thing which I despise, but the sin nature which lives in me. That's that hedonistic desire that, that uh, James was speaking of in verse four, in, in verse one in the fourth chapter. Uh-huh. That, that do you not, 
do do they not come from your hedonistic desires that wage war in your bodily members fighting for control over you? So you must understand that once you come into the relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, oh my God, yeah, it's it's like war. It's like it's get ready to rumble. That's right, get ready to rumble. Why? Because as when as believers in Christ, we are engaged in spiritual warfare, and that spiritual warfare is not a war, y'all. That 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 is like oh. Oh my God, there's no term on that. Well, the term is, it's until you die. Oh my God, yeah, until you die. Each and every day we are engaged in a spiritual battle. The flesh wars against the spirit. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Verse, verse 4, 4 uh, John, uh, James, I mean James, uh, Romans 7, 7, uh, 8, 7th chapter, that 18th verse says, well, I know that nothing good, there we go, y'all, lives in me. That is in my flesh, my human nature. My worldliness, my sinful capacity for the willingness to do good is present in me, but the doing of good is not. And why would the doing of good is not? Watch what happens in verse 19. For the good that I want to do, I do not do. Now, here's why the good that in me I, I, I want to do is not, I'm not doing it. Why is that? But I practice the very evil that I do not want. Now, let me tell you what happens if you practice something. Then guess what? Uh, that thing becomes a habit. And and before you got saved, we were in a we were a, a, a strung out, if you will, on sin because it was sin was not something that we did every now and then. It's something that we did with every waking moment by thought, word, or deed. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 Verse twenty. But I'm doing. But but if I am doing the very thing I do not want to do. I am no longer the one doing it. That is, it is not me that, that acts, but the sin nature which lives in me. Uh, James 4.1 What leads to unending quarrels and conflicts among you? Do they not come from your hedonistic desires that wage war in your bodily members fighting for control over you? So let me just, let me just see something here. So what, what, what must we do? to avoid this how how can we stay away from this well the word of god says uh-huh let's go to romans 8 chapter that there therefore there is now no condemnation no guilty verdict no punishment for those who are in christ jesus who believeth in him as a personal lord and savior now i want you to hear what verse uh that same verse says in the king james uh translation there is therefore no condemnation to them which are in christ jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. In other words, when you live according to the spirit of God, you're not condemned. But when you walk and live after the flesh, you're condemned. So what do we have to do? Well, what we have to do is we have to allow the spirit to take control of our lives. Amen. Don't you know that the Bible says in Proverbs 3, 5, 6, to trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. And the path that he's going to direct you to is the path of truth. And when you operate in truth, then guess what? You will not operate in untruth. And sin is untruth. Let's go back to James and we're in the second verse of, of the fourth chapter. You are jealous and covet what others have and your lust goes unfulfilled. So you murder. You are envious and cannot obtain the object of your envy. So you fight and battle. You do not have because you do not ask for, 
ask it of God. Now, see here, what God is identifying for us is the things that is, is what's germane to the human condition. We have, y'all, an unsatiable desire for wants. Oh, my God, yeah, we want a lot of things. And, and some, most times, some of our wants have centered around the envy and jealousy that we have for others that have. And and, and the thing about wants, wants is, is, is so, is, is so uns, oh my God, it's so unfulfilling that no matter how much you get, you always want more. You know, I, I use this illustration a lot, y'all, because this is what I do. Uh-huh, Prince. Oh, yeah, Prince. Prince said this in a song. Maybe I'm just like my mother. She's never satisfied. That's right. Maybe we're just like our mother. Well, not just like our mother. It's just us because we have wants and we want this. I want, I want, I want, I want. You will always want. That's why God don't supply wants. The Bible says in, 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 in uh, Philippians 4 19 that my God will supply all of your needs according to the riches and glory that exists within Christ Jesus. You see, he don't supply wants, he supplies needs. Amen. Oh, I'm moving on. Mm-hmm. This, this, you know, warning. Stay away from this. Uh -huh. I'm back in, I'm back in um, James 4, 3. You ask God for something, do not receive it, because you ask with wrong motives, out of selfishness, or with an unrighteous agenda. That's what wants are, y'all. So wants are all about pleasing me, myself, and I. I want to be gratified in within myself. I don't want, I don't have desires for other people because that's not my focus. Mm -hmm. And when you get what you want, you may spend it on your own hedonistic desires. See, I'm just saying, uh-huh, I'm in the fourth verse. You adulterers, disloyal sinners, flirting with the world, and breaking your vow to God. You see, this is what God looks at when he looks at us, amen, uh, 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 and when we operate out of disobedience, which is, which is sin, and, and we consistently do that, he considers us to be an adulterer. That's why the Bible tells us that, uh, that we need to avoid uh, being those things, uh, an adulterer, amen. He does not want us to, uh, um, the reason why, oh, let me point this out for you. An adulterer in the sight of God is one that turns away from him. Any Anything that you and I do, like uh, uh, to look at a person, a place, or a thing, there we go, a person, place, or a thing that we exalt above high measure in God, we put more impetus on, we put more focus on, we put more desire for. For it, it, it creates an idol or a or a little G-O-D for us. And the Bible says that he is a jealous God and he will have no other gods besides him. Uh-huh. Warning. Stay away from this. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, let me move on. Uh-huh. I'm in that. I'm back in James. Uh, uh, I'm in the fourth verse, fifth verse. Or do you not think that scripture says to no purpose that the human spirit which he has made to dwell in us lusts with envy. That's right. The human spirit that he made to dwell within us, that's that 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 nature of ours, that thing lusts after it, it, it lusts with envy, amen. It's the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. All three of those things encompass sin. Amen. Mm -hmm. Let me move on. Verse 6. But he gives us more and more grace through the power of the Holy Spirit to defy sin and live an obedient life that reflects both our faith and our gratitude for our salvation. Therefore, it says, God is opposed to the proud and haughty, but continually gives the gift of grace to the humble 
who turn away from self-righteousness. Now, I, ho I hope you heard what the word of God said, but I need to uh, impress upon you what the word of God does not say. What I just read into your hearing, it does not say this. And I'm going back to Romans. Uh-huh. And I'm in that sixth chapter and I'm at the first verse. What shall we say to all this? Should we continue in sin and practice sin as a habit so that God's gift of grace may increase and overflow? Verse 2 says, certainly not. How can we, the very ones who died to sin, continue to live in it any longer? Even though God gives us abundant grace, he doesn't give us abundant grace to live a life of sin. He gives us abundant grace so we can be transformed into the image and likeness of his son, Jesus Christ. So what you, what do we need to do? You need the warning. You need to stay away from this. And what, what is this? Sin. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm moving on. Mm -hmm. Back in James. Verse 7, so submit to the authority of God, resist the devil, stand firm against him, and he will flee you. And I want you to understand that uh, what you need to do. I'm telling you about what you need to avoid, but I'm also going to tell you about what you need to do, because that's how God works. Amen. He may He may uh, uh, correct us. He may bring forth his wrath and judgment upon us, but he always has a plan of redemption and restoration. Amen. So, 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 so the word of God says again. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So submit to the authority of God. That's right. Submit to the authority of God. That's Proverbs 3, 5, 6 again. Uh-huh. And then resist the devil. And how do you resist the devil? Well, we heard the other day that when you resist the devil, it ain't running from him. No, we don't run from the devil. So how do we resist the devil? By standing firm in the word of God on that foundation, that solid rock. That's right, Christ Jesus. And Christ Jesus, well, just in case you don't know, uh, John 1, 1 says, in the beginning was the word Christ. The word was with God. The word was God. So stand firm on God's word. And guess what? Uh-huh. You will res resist the devil and he will flee from you. Well, in Matthew, the fourth chapter, Jesus had a, a encounter with the devil when the Bible said that he was led out into the wilderness by the spirit of God to be tried and tested and be and te and tested by the devil. And after he had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungered and the tempter came. And said to him, if you be the son of God, why don't you take these stones and turn them into bread? Now, Jesus might have been weak in his flesh because he was 100% human, but he was also 100% God. So he was strong in his spirit. And that's why we have to understand when the word of God says that in your weakness, I'm made strong. Our weakness is our flesh, but the strength comes from the spirit of the living God. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthened me. Jesus spoke up from his spirit and he said, it is written, man shall not live upon bread alone, but by every word that proceed from the mouth of God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Be miserable. I'm back in. I'm back in James. Yeah, I'm, I'm back in James. Come close to God in the eighth verse with a contrite heart. He will come close to you. Watch your hands, you sinners, and purify your unfaithful hearts, you double-minded people. See, God, God, God is uh, uh, the pride and haughty people. He despises them. Only a contrite heart, one that is humble, one that is humble, and that is willing to admit when they've done wrong. 
So what did we have to do? Stay away from this, y'all. Stay away from pride. Stay away from having a haughtiness about you. You need to recognize, if you heard me when I was praying and I was preparing to do what I'm about ready to do, uh, I, I went into prayer and, and one of the things that I said that, you know, I, I got to say this, there may have been something that I may have done by thought, word, or deed that wasn't pleasing within your sight. I need your forgiveness. That's the contriteness that we have to have because why? All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Warning, stay away from this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let me go. Be miserable and grieve and weep over your sin. That's right. Let your foolish laughter be turned into mourning and your recklessness, reckless joy to gloom. I think we can go there with what I just previously said. First 10 says, humble yourself with an attitude of repentance and insignificance in the presence of the Lord, and he will exalt you. He will lift you up. He will give you purpose. Again, that goes with what I was saying that I did. I humbled myself by recognizing there may have been something that I may have done, whether I knew it or didn't know it, by thought, word, or deed. And by doing that, God exalts me. Oh, my God, yeah. Mm -hmm. Believers. Do not speak against or slander one another. He who speaks self-righteously against a brother or judges his brother hypocritically speaks against the law and judges the law. If you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge of it. So God, this is a warning that God right there is giving to the believers. Stop looking at yourselves. Oh, my God. Stop looking at your, stop speaking out against a brother or sister, amen, just because they've done something wrong and you're doing it and, and you're doing it and you're doing that judging based upon self-righteousness, self-righteousness, amen. Because you know what? I'm going to go to a, a particular scripture and yeah, I'm going to close. I'm going to let you guys marinate on that um, James. I may, I may do that on another podcast, but I want to go here to Galatians. Amen. And I want to help somebody gain understanding about what you should do, because there's a question that people have about judging. And many people do not understand um, the, the, what the authority that God gives us to be able to do. I want you to see what it says in Galatians 6, 1 and 2. Brothers, if anyone is caught in any sin, you who are spiritual, that is you who are responsive to the guidance of the spirit, are to restore such a person. In a spirit of gentleness, not with a sense of superiority or self-righteousness, keeping a watchful eye on yourself so that you are not tempted as well. Verse 2 says, carry one another's burdens and in this way you will fulfill the requirements of the law of Christ. That is the law of Christian love. That's what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to uh, avoid, and, 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 and the warning is, don't allow yourself to operate out of self-righteousness, but, but you ought to be off, uh, operating out of selfless, selfless righteousness. And that selfless righteousness is not of yourself, but is of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Who made us to be in right standing with God. So this message today is warning Stay away from this. Amen, amen, amen. We thank God for his word, for truly his word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Now I'll tell you what I'm going to do. We're going to go into a, 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 a call to salvation, amen, for those that may be tuned in 
to this particular podcast and you have yet to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior within your life, amen, now is the acceptable time and all you have to do is confess with your mouth Jesus Christ as Lord. Believe in your heart that God the Father raised him from the dead and the Bible says you will be saved. That's Romans the 10th chapter, the 9th verse. You've been redeemed and reconciled into the family of God. Now for those that you have black, backslidden, meaning that you're saved but you decided you was going to go back in time and bring it to your present and you're going to act out some of them things that you did in your heyday. My God, my God, my God. But you got stuck in that thing and you don't know how to get out of it. Well, God made a way of escape and found in his word. First John 1, 9 says that if you confess all your sins, God is faithful and just to forgive you of all your sins and he will continuously cleanse you from all your unrighteousness. You've been restored. Now, for those of you just grown tired and wearied in your Christian walk, your journey, uh, you, you didn't weigh the cost of what it, what salvation was all about. That's all right. All you need is your strength to be renewed. And all you need to do is to look to the hills from where your help come from, knowing that all your help comes from the Lord God that made heaven and earth. That's Psalm 121 verses 1 and 2. You just got renewed and now you can go forth and say, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens you. Now, get yourselves into a Bible believing teaching church, every single one of you. You need to know what the God has uh, in the way of, uh, of instructing you in his word on what the, the do's and the don'ts. Amen. And you need to know him in a better way. Amen. Now, he has a work assignment for each and every one of you called the Great Commission found in Matthew, the 28th chapter, and the 19th and the 20th verses. Stay hungry and thirsty for the word of God and foremost God himself. God's word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Study to show yourselves approved unto God. A workman need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. God loves you and so do I. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God our Savior be glory, majesty, dominion, and power both now and forever. Amen, amen, amen. I'll tell you what, uh, uh, listeners, until we meet again, um, I want you to notice you're living your best life. When you're living your life in Jesus Christ, Pastor Arthur L. Weathersby of Sound the Alarm Ministries, and you need to notice we do the thing in the Lord. God bless you. Bye-bye.